This is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. We are on episode 34 of this serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary. If you are catching us in the middle of the story, I would recommend you push pause right here and start at the beginning. Don't worry, we'll still be here when you catch up. We are very grateful for comments, likes, reviews, and for subscribing to our show. Please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com. It's a place that pairs digital creators like me with people who want to support them. Maybe someone like you. Last time, we talked about how Mary had been learning, along with her preschoolers, how to transition and make better decisions, things she had never learned before. That was over three months ago. In today's conversation, Mary has learned another new skill, how to fill up a garbage can. Hey, Mary. <laughs> We're just goofballs here trying to get back in the groove. It's been so long since we've talked. Welcome back. Thank you. I don't even remember what we talked about last time. I just admitted to you, and I decided I'm going to admit now. It's been so long. Um, I don't know where we left off. And I don't know if you remember where we left off, so we're just going to start with trying to do a catch-up because it's been months for sure. We think it was maybe five or six months, just about. And I know part of the reason why it's been so long is because you've been so busy clearing out all your stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would try to get in touch with you and say, we need to record, we need to record. And you'd say, I'm too busy, I'm Mm -hmm. too busy. I've got this, I've got that. I'm hauling truckloads and... So that's the good news. Mm-hmm. The good news is we haven't recorded because you have been busy getting rid of shit. So um, bring us up to date with all the work that you've been doing. And why has it been suddenly flowing out of you? So just start, just start, Mary. <laughs> well, um, I'm a new me. <laughs> You're a new you? Yeah, um... I can really feel a transformation happening. Yeah. And um, I would just, it's subtle in many ways and very obvious in others. Mm. So the subtlety, I think, is me learning to change and trying out the new shoes or trying out the new way. And then um, the obvious is when you see the, the fruits of it. So... Um, Doesn't that capture everything? That it's an internal change, and then you see the external. Yeah. It's you see it visible yeah. with your stuff, and that's so. That's what you're saying is yes. happening. You yeah. are changing inside, and then you see, oh, this room is emptier. Well, exactly. And what's really interesting is how many times I've sat sat like beside myself and said, "Who are you? <laughs> I don't know who you are anymore." And it's really interesting it's almost like a take charge feeling like enough of this craziness enough of this crap coming in I won't let anything I don't want anything to come in um I see it as a as an enemy like junk mail is an enemy (laughs) because it bogs me down anything Mm -hmm. that bogs me down and anything that's in the way of my progress or not worth my time and what's interesting about that is when I was my worst and my most stuckness, mm-hmm. everything had equal value. Mm. 
How do you go anywhere when everything is the same? Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, that would be so heavy. It's very heavy. And everything has equal value and everything... Uh, it sounds very grandiose, but everything I'm responsible for. So <sighs> it's kind of like I'm a, I've been given... Okay, I, I, it's like a new approach on life. And it's like I'm able to look at something and decide if it pertains to me or not. Is it something that's worth my time? Is it something I am responsible for? Is it something I'm not? And what logically should happen with that, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because where it started was systems. Like I started to recognize that um, although I'm not shopping anymore, I'm, I'm recycling like a crazy person. And I, I am a, still a magnet for, for trash. And so I was trying to come up with systems for recycling so that it wouldn't um, consume me. And my husband started going out of town. Miraculously. <laughs> I mean, I really think it was to, to benefit me. And I know that sounds very selfish, but it's like... Where does this, he wasn't really supposed to travel for work and suddenly he's been able to travel for work. And I don't know if I'd ever said this, but there, there was a time where I was like, I was getting the message, yes, but, but not now or, um, um, wait. And it was when I was working a lot and I had this new zest to let go of stuff, but I couldn't get to the stuff. Mm. And it turned out that when when I found out my husband was going to start traveling, I was like, oh, that's it. That's what I'm supposed to be waiting for because that's when I can just tear apart everything and not interfere. Everything he complains about is a, is a, is, um, what's, I had the word and it disappeared. It, it, it's, um, appropriate. Legitimate? Legitimate. Mm-hmm. And it would be something that I would complain about if it weren't for the fact that I have to do it in order to get rid of it. Right. And um, I've just kind of developed this uh, attitude of we are both fighting this. It's not that I choose to be in this situation. It's a battle I'm fighting as much as you are. And when I can think of it that way, I don't feel like it's um, I'm doing this on to him on purpose because mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you know, whatever tools you have is how you battle these battles. And I'm gaining more tools. Mm-hmm. So I should give some examples. Um, let's back up. In the past, you have to admit that um, in order to maintain this, you almost have to be self-focused, if not self-centered. You have to be consumed by your own needs and desires. And when I was shopping, every item that I was purchasing would represent love that I'm seeking. Mm -hmm. So it was to fill my void. And then as I was trying to let go of the stuff, I couldn't let go of it because I hadn't recognized that. Mm Mm-hmm. And then as I started to heal and recognize that my love doesn't come from stuff and that, that in, in actuality it's, it's, it's 
a barrier to receiving love. Mm. Guess, let's get this stuff out of here. It gave me um, the new tools to say, this stuff is almost like the enemy to me. Mm. And how can I defeat the enemy if I'm going to treat it like it's a prized possession? Mm-hmm. And it just opened up that world for me. Well, on top of that, my goal has always been get my life, get my house empty, and then my life will be in order. How am I ever going to get the house empty if I'm not in order? Mm -hmm. So I think we may have even talked about this last time, was about how I was learning how to be in order. Because my whole life up until then was chaos, Mm -hmm. and I embraced chaos. I was, as a kid, I remember saying, resist, you know, authority, Mm -hmm. you know? And I just didn't understand the value in order. I mean, if you look at, like, the military, I mean, how would they get anything done if they didn't have a line of command? Mm -hmm. So I've been embracing that. And what's happened is now it's like where the chips fall, let the chips fall where they may. Everything is kind of falling into place. And I'm saying one day, huh, when my husband goes out of town, all I do is move crap around to recycle must stop bringing the recycling in. Very hard. Very hard to stop. Because to me, that's my passion. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you mean by that exactly? <sighs> okay, so I've been going to meetings lately at my church. And they love to use styrofoam cups. To me, styrofoam cups should be banned. Mm-hmm. I recognize that they are the end of... Okay, so oil... You know, it has the leftovers, and they make the cups out of that, and at least we're making them. But I hate styrofoam, and I have a place where I can recycle them. So my old tendencies would be to either protest that they're using them, which I could still do, or I would collect the trash at the end, bring it home, sort it out, and recycle the the cups. And I have done that. I've done that habitually. I did that at the end of the school year when they had a school party. So that's pretty, you know, relatively recent. That was in June. And it's it's kind of funny because um, there, somehow there's been some wonderful things that have happened in doing that. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But I've had to recognize that you have to, to look at, sometimes you have to choose between two good things. Mm. And that's that's when it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I had to recognize that I'm spending all this time when I could be working on more things, on stuff that shouldn't have come into the into my boundaries in the first place. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So what I've had to do, this is this is so. I've always wanted to come up with this Milton Bradley game about life that that you, you figure out um, how you can become the you know your best version of yourself kind of thing, and you get points for doing good things, <laughs> and you also get points for bad things that happen to you that you re- respond to positively, mm. and what I've had to do honestly is walk away while there's a big trash pile of styrofoam cups and and utensils and all these I could recycle that entire thing it could be organics 
mm-hmm. everything. It could be a no waste zone. I know I could do it. And I've had to walk away and say, Lord, you're in charge. I, I, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And it's been um, very hard for me. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really stupid, but that's my passion. It's been my passion mm-hmm. since I was five. It's what got me into this mess, mm-hmm. trying to keep things out of a landfill. Mm-hmm. But it's not up to me to keep everything out of a landfill. Right. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> so what's interesting about that is... Back to the self-centered. I've always been pic- big picture. I've always been interested in others. But ultimately, when you are suffering, you tend to... how how It's like a survival thing, how to get through life. And so when I was recycling, I could almost say, all oh, these silly people have no idea what they're doing. Only I know this. Mm. And that's that's the wrong way to be. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm breaking through this, I don't know if it's pride or what you would call it. But what's funny is in my efforts to be this person that I think I am, is to my own demise. Mm. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have had some deep, Conversations yes. with yourself. Yes. Deep, oh, yeah. Uh, revelations. Yeah, I'm constantly taking notes because I can't keep up. It's just coming so fast. Mm. So here's an interesting... Okay, this is going to sound... Okay, so it's going to sound preachy, but it's not meant to be. But in the Bible, they talk about how you're not supposed to have idols. You're supposed to, to, to only... Um, praise God and do not praise idols. And we always think of like the golden calf or whatever the term may be. But if you're looking at whatever consumes your time the most and what you think about the most, that is your idol. Mm -hmm. And so my hoarding has been my idol for ever. At least, I mean, if I look back at least... 17 years, because when did I start going to um, estate sales, which just exponentially Mm -hmm. expanded my problem, was in about 98, 99, Mm -hmm. 2000. And so all this time I've been kind of battling my hoarding, saying that I can't believe that this has become my idol, and I don't want it to be my idol. I want to do what God wants me to do. I want to think on on what God wants me to think on. I want to know God. And so all this time I've been battling this, and my therapist made it clear that God doesn't care about your hoarding. He wants to have a relationship with you while you're in the midst of, of this. Mm-hmm. If you're waiting until the end, like when your house is clean, to have this relationship with them, you've missed you missed the whole point. Mm-hmm. And what that did is it helped me sl- recognize that this is a, a challenge that's going to kind of make or break me. And I have asked him for help, and that's where I've been getting the changes and the healing. Healing is the most important but what I realized recently, 
My idol isn't hoarding. Hmm. My idol is my time. Hmm. And that has been going on. Oh, that could go way back. Where I would see friends and I knew I didn't really want to spend time with them, but I would spend time with them anyway because I felt like I should. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason to spend time with anybody. Um, and every time I would have success in my, um, where I would, where I reach a certain point where I feel like I'm going to clear out the house, someone would come along and they need me, or some event would happen that I've had scheduled. And it would, it would be in the way of my progress. And I'm kind of all or none. I want to not have to be anywhere for two weeks and just focus, focus, focus. And one day it dawned on me, I'm back to selfishness. This is, I haven't gotten anywhere. I'm even with all this progress, I'm back at square one. And honestly, I just, I realized, okay, Whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing, God, you know, whatever, if, if you have someone who you want me to be with, I have to learn how to discern. Is this something where I'm supposed to be helping this person or not? Is this the time I'm supposed to be spending with someone else or am I supposed to be spending it with, with you know, getting my stuff done? And I let it go. And about a week later, I went into the garage and I don't know what happened to me. But I went through 10 boxes of my mom's crafts and flowers and threw them all out. Those I've had for 10 years. And these are, I mean, if you're going to think in a hoarder's point of view, this is my mom. Mm -hmm. The love from your mom. Yes. These are her flowers that she grew in her garden that she handpicked, placed in a delicate little way, put them in in the... oven with silica gel and dried them and then made arrangements out of. These were her creations. Mm -hmm. And I've been battling these because they've fallen apart. They're not, I mean, I could see the potential of where she was going with some of these. A lot of these were unfinished projects. She, it was like, I, I always felt like I was giving up on her. Mm. Isn't that awful? And and I felt like I was betraying her if I if I gave up on these creations. And with this change of focus where it's supposed to be on others and not on myself, it was like the blessing I received. Mm-hmm. So I'm standing there, I hope I, I, I it was like I don't know how to explain it, but it's like someone else got into my body and said, okay, first thing we're going to do, Mary, is we're going to take a big trash bag, one that's heavy duty, and we're going to put it in the trash can. We're going to clip it so it doesn't fall down, and we are going to fill it up. And I filled that thing up. I've never done that in my life. Oh, my gosh. I've never done that. No, no. It's always either been dog or kitty poop. That's about the only thing I'll throw out. (laughs) Because you'd give it away, you'd recycle, you'd have to go through all kinds of... Um, processes before you could say, oh my gosh, oh wow, you filled up a garbage can. I did, and I was so excited about it. 
it was so funny because it started out really sunny and beautiful and as I was working on it the weather changed and got more angry and pretty soon it's raining and I'm like I will be dinged if I <laughs> if I stop this so I moved into the garage and I kept going and it was freezing you know I'm like I'm not gonna let this stop me and it was like um later I was telling my husband about it and he's like it was like it was testing your will you know, mm. testing your, um, uh, what's the word, uh, reserve to do this. and How much it, do you mean it, Mary? Right. Mm-hmm. And it, I was so afraid it would go away, because this is new, that I, I worked, I think, about five hours straight. Whatever I could find that would classify as trash, I put in that trash. And I walked around and looked at stuff that I danced around for years. So did you have a new definition of trash then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Stuff that obviously no one else wants. Uh-huh. And what has been my whole problem has been people who don't appreciate things. People who don't see what I see. Well, it's because it's trash, Mary. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, kills me. There's a reason. <laughs> and I was trying to explain this to my friend who I've known for two years. And she goes, Mary, you know, I, I just, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but I've heard you talk like this for two years. When are you ever going to let me over to your house? I go, first of all, it's nice that you have a vision of how much stuff I have, but you have no idea. Times it by a million, and that's how much I have. And second, this is a different approach. I used to take the trash, move it over, so I could get to the good stuff to get rid of it. And now I'm addressing the trash. Mm-hmm. And it's not like it's that obvious to me. It's I mean, to anyone else, it's like, uh, we're in the room, there's dog poop. Dog poop needs to go. And I'd be like, um, let's put the dog poop over here for a while, and then let's put it over there for a while. Obviously, I'm not keeping dog poop, but it was like, almost that obvious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm facing it head on and I've not been able to do that until now and, there, and you know there's there's that remorse where you're like why couldn't I have done this sooner I wasn't ready I wasn't mm-hmm. as healed as I'm not saying I'm I'm totally healed but I wasn't as in order or prepared or whatever mm-hmm. in my wit didn't have my wits about me mm-hmm. and I I did it again the following week. I I was so excited about it that I put that trash bag up and I filled it again. And I did it again this week. Mm. Now, this week wasn't as as fruitful. The bag wasn't as big. But I tell you what I had to do. I had, okay, true confessions. This is is inside my head. Anytime you get a paper bag that has those cute little rope handles, mm-hmm. what those handles usually entail is they have a little metal piece that keeps it from going through the, the paper on the bag, and then it's got the, the rope. And before I recycle the bag, I rip those off, untie them, recycle the little metal piece, and then cast aside these rope handles with no idea what I'm going to do with them. Keep and, them. Yeah, keep I keep them. them. Okay. I've kept them for ever. Okay. I, for as long as I've been doing this. So 
at least 10 years. I've accumulated these. Every time I've helped someone, I, I mean, I just have, just imagine, if you're thinking of like uh, a regular tub, I could probably have filled at least one or two of those if I gathered them all. But they're not ever, they're not in order. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And um, I was trying to get them in order, and I thought I would donate them. I'm like, who wants these? No one wants these, Mary. But in fear of not throwing them out, I had to cut them up to throw them out. Oh. Because I would go back and get them. So I'm still in this battle of craziness versus thinking straight. And the beauty is I didn't have to take a picture of them before I threw them out. (laughs) So that's a step. Uh But I'm still in the baby steps. Now, when it was mom's crafts, I don't think I took a picture of any of it. I did take a picture of the bag full. Okay. Which we can post sometime. Mm -hmm. And I was so proud of it, I brought my husband over and said, open this trash can. Look at what's in here. And I'm sure he's like, I've married a crazy woman. <laughs> but I'm breaking free you, of it. Right? I know, I know. But but no one ever knows the depths of it. I don't know the depths of it. Yeah. I'm learning it. Yeah. And so really the key has been whatever challenges that have been coming at me, embrace them and not worry. Because when I have a chance to get at stuff, I will come at it a lot more headstrong mm. than if I'm trying to just keep everybody at bay. And, you know, what was my goal when you came to my house? I said so I could be available for people. Mm-hmm. And that's what I really think this is what I'm being called to. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, I've got a several questions I'm queuing up. Um, I, I'm, I'm mystified by the rope handles um, a bit <laughs> mm-hmm. in contrast, you know, in mm-hmm. contrast with your mom's things, mm-hmm. which seemed easier. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of the difficulty between the, or the difference between the two? I don't know. I, I remember I worked at a salon for a while and we sold um, nail polish. Essie? Is it called Essie? Nail polish? I don't know what it's called. I don't know. But those things would fly out. Like the new colors would come and they'd fly out. And I analyzed them because I was really trying to understand what is it that makes me buy stuff. I really mm-hmm. had recently figured out that I have this thing for painted metal like red painted metal specifically. And I had like three or four high chairs that I owned that were painted metal. I never even had a child. I mean, it's like, why do I have high chairs all over my house? And um, I so I try to analyze it so I can gain control over it. Mm-hmm. And I realized I have a thing for metal. And so from that point forward, I could go to a garage sale. I was still garage selling, but I could say, I love that because it's metal and I can walk away from it. <laughs> you know, it was something like I could name it. Oh, okay. So while I was working at the spa, I was trying to analyze why people were buying nail polish. Because if you think about it, you usually go get your nails done and they have nail polish. You don't need to buy nail polish unless you're going to do them at home, which I had already decided I'm, uh, I'm horrible at. Like, whenever I try to do my nails, 
they never look good. So if I'm going to get them done, I'm going to pay someone to do them. Maybe I would bring the nail polish with me and say, do my color, but it's more fun to have them pick a color. So I was like, why, why are people so in love with nail polish? And I realized it's like you're buying the rainbow. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to grasp something something that you can't normally mm. grasp. Oh my gosh, I've never heard of anyone describe that. That is marvelous. <laughs> and it really helped me because I really didn't want to buy any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to add that to my collection. Hmm. So bring us back to the rope handles then. Well, I think the problem with the rope handles is they were more tangible. They were more, I mean, with the flowers, I would have had to have some kind of a way to display them and create with them. They were absolutely something that was a piece of a puzzle. Okay. A piece of a mosaic or whatever I was going to do. But with the ropes, I kept thinking I was going to come up with something to do. And they were so nice. These are nice. Some of them are like silk. I mean, really, we are a very wasteful society. Mm-hmm. And to, I think in terms, and honestly, I, I, I think what it ultimately has to do is where did it originate. And now, mom's flowers, I honestly, I think the big struggle was I wanted to um, not put them in the landfill. But after um, finally... I, I, let me back up. I've had to take my strange thoughts and run them past my husband. And I said to him, so we do organic recycling. And these flowers of my mom's obviously are organic. But she's put them through a, a process with silica gel. Wouldn't you think that's probably harmful to anybody who's using them in the garden you know to break down and get into their food and he says yeah you don't want people eating silica gel even though silica gel the, the is is a powder and it's it's natural technically it would probably kill somebody <laughs> so he helped me think it through and realize that if i'm going to get rid of them they have to be thrown out and that was one um uh snag i had was throwing out something that I could maybe organically. Mm-hmm. And so once I thought it through with him, it was like the floodgates open. Mm-hmm. So with these, I'm back. I know I go on tangents, but back to the ropes. I think in terms of how they were made, how they're you know, meticulously put on these bags. I'm sure there's some machines that do it. How they're used for two seconds and then get thrown in the trash. All that adds up to waste. So they 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 mean waste to me mm-hmm. from start to finish. And I keep thinking I'm going to redeem it somehow. Like make it into something. Look at what we could do with these if we all collected them. You know what your idol is. <laughs> it's waste. It is. Oh, right. Right. I mean, maybe that's a big one. Mm -hmm. That's one I'm going to have to ponder for a while Mm -hmm. because I, again, that's putting me in charge, and I'm Mm -hmm. not in charge. Mm -hmm. And in the, in the Parker, what what did I call it? The um, Milton Bradley game. game, To be able to recognize that, like you just did. First of all, I'm not offended by it. So obviously, something wonderful is going on because I can hear that Mm -hmm. and receive it, and. 
second of all, if you can take that and say, wow, you know, I'm not in charge. God, you're in charge. Um, help me let this go. That has been the trick for everything is, is being able to let it go because it's, a, it's about our own agenda, even if it's good. So is that when you get the points in the game? Is yes. when you let it go? Yes. Every time it, you let it yep. go, you get... Yep. And what's funny is if you're going to look at it between good and evil and the devil trying to get you down the wrong road, you're sticking it to the devil by saying, ha ha, <laughs> you ain't going to get me. I'm going to turn it into good. Mm-hmm. So, and let's let's talk about that. I can be distracted by these side jobs of recycling and where okay so if you're going to look at it god's peace and the devil's chaos i've been living in chaos for so long who's been winning and i'm reclaiming peace Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like when you're in the chaos you think that's all you have it's all the tools you have to work in is chaos. It's all you think about. And this leap of faith of there's more to life than this, or there's more to my silly thoughts than this, there's there's a real world out there, is the, is like the, the rope that's pulling me out of there. Mm-hmm. So it, it really does come down to, does it bring peace to me, or is it adding to my chaos? It's a great question. I love that. And we're going to stop for now, but there's way more I want to ask you. <laughs> okay. Um, so we'll have to talk again. We'll have okay. to keep talking. So thank you. You're welcome. Good thank you. And that ends today's Chronicle. It makes things much easier for Mary when she decides that she alone cannot save the planet. What a weight that has been on her shoulders. Phew! If you'd like to connect with us in between episodes, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at ClutterCron. Many thanks to my brother Michael for his gorgeous music. Find him on lowlife.com. I'm Lori Koppelman. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles.